The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend doing all your social distancing and hygiene and not breathing too closely on other people. It's going to be a problem sometimes with some people here in the office. But thank goodness for social distancing. Some of those people are, are much, much better about that now. I just hope that they like become new habits so they don't like get back to their old ways and invade my personal space. But anyway. If those people are listening right now, they probably are thinking, wait, is that me? Wait, who are they talking about? What did I do? No, they're probably thinking of someone else. <laughs> and the other guy's thinking of us. Ah, the other guy, isn't it, huh? <laughs> uh, hi, Eric. How was your weekend? It was uh, low-key. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of been the theme of the last... Are we at three? Dude, okay. We're coming up on Help three me. weeks. What What's lasted longer? January of 2020, March of 2020, or last week? <laughs> I'm serious, man. We still got two more days of March, man. I know. <laughs> Is that crazy? Like, I thought March was flying by. Like, the first weekend of March cruised. I mean, right? The Aggies were in the tournament. We f- That weekend flew by. And then the next weekend just, ah, sucked. And then the next weekend was worse than the previous weekend. And then the weekend after that was worse than that weekend. And the weekend now is just, I don't know. I'm running, I'm just, I'm running out of, uh, Running out of ways to describe this year so far. It hasn't been great. It, yeah, definitely unique times. Uh, by the way, just our daily update, just to make you aware, um, there are more cases as you might suspect in the state. It's over. Is it over six hundred now, or is it over seven hundred? So. Okay, uh, here's my question for you about that. And again, we'll we'll talk sports. By the way, our show is now one hour as we conclude season two, a little bit earlier than we were supposed to. Season two usually, like our season per uh, full court press, doesn't end until Jazz are done playing basketball. And the Jazz don't play basketball. We go ahead and take a nice little hiatus with the one hour show, and come back and re-energize and regroup and recharge for August through March. Yeah, we just we slide it back to one hour just because locally. In the summer, there's just really not much going on. Yep. We're, we're still doing a show. We're still committed to doing yes, something. Yes, absolutely. But, yeah, uh, we've had to move. Our timetable got changed <laughs> on that. Yeah, no content. So we'll, uh, we'll we'll continue with season two until June, give or take, when basketball and baseball arrive. And then we will uh, start with season three a little bit earlier than expected. Have you found a number, by the way, on Okay, cases? so, yeah, the, the updated number today is over 800 confirmed cases in the state of Utah. Over 16,000 people have been tested. Uh, and the there have been four people who have passed away as a result of COVID-19. Okay, so and he- in our Bear River District, which includes Cache, Box Elder, and Rich Counties, uh, the total number of confirmed cases is now up to 13. Okay, so here's my question for you. Because I don't, I honestly don't know. I, I I probably should be doing a better job of keeping track of what's going on here in the Valley with the COVID-19 theme. If you want to, by the way, go to cashvalleydaily.com. They've done a tremendous job with uh, keeping up with everything going on. Uh, Eric, we've had, I, I keep seeing numbers of tests that are going up. That's a good thing. 
thing, right? Is that good? Yeah, right? Yeah, it is a really state? good thing. So the the state has uh, increased its capacity and its ability to test people because before they were only testing if you showed significant signs and you checked the boxes that this person may have COVID-19. Uh, now they've been able to expand that to anybody who's feeling a little bit under the weather and just wants to make sure they don't have it so they can be quarantined quicker. But the the state's ability to test more people has ramped up significantly over the last week and a half. So, um, and, and from what I understand, again, I'm not an expert on any of this, but from what I understand, that's even going up even more so more people can be tested. Just uh, And with more people being tested, you're it's just likely, just as a statistical norm, you're going to see more people uh, confirmed with the with the virus as a result. But hopefully what it does do is it lets people know if they have it to be quarantined quicker uh, so they can stop the spread. So Okay, so with that, would we, because of the ramp up on tests and such, could you see schools getting back I guess not. I don't know if school's getting back. Yeah. Could you see schools getting back together by 1st of May? Well, that's current orders. It's schools dismissed through May 1st. Um, I I don't know, Ajay. I'm no expert on that. I, I, th- I have seen models from different several different places that suggest that the, the, the main peak of this is still a couple of weeks out. So as uncomfortable as it is now, uh, there are strong likelihoods that it's going to be uh, even more people confirmed with it. Uh, but Utah has uh, has done pretty well with social distancing, dismissing schools, and dismissing, uh, dismissing other gathering places like churches and congregations and things like that uh, to try uh, to take early steps on this to prevent community spread. But uh, if that can continue, if people continue to be smart and continue to pro- use proper hygiene and not, not gather together in groups of more than 10, clean down, wipe down all your uh, surfaces and wash your hands with soap. Um, and it's, uh, we're going to do a better job of reducing the impact of this spike uh, in cases. So um, let's, let's hope we continue to, uh, to do the smart things here and do what, what, what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Uh, be smart, stay safe. You know, you, you all know the drill. I'm not going to sit here and go through it again. I don't have the time or the energy to do it. Uh, but, but hey, some positive notes. Uh, so we've talked about the Utah Jazz organization. They've been cleared. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, they're, they've recovered. Uh, news today, Marcus Smart, he's recovered. He had it a few weeks back. Uh, Doris Burke, an ESPN analyst, she had it. She's recovering. So the, the, the thing that... Um, needs to be focused, not necessarily focused on, but needs to be certainly brought to light is, yes, there's this large number of people who have been infected, but there's a large, very large number of people who recover. Granted, there are cases where people do uh, die from this, and that's tragic. But let's focus on the sheer volume of people who recover from this. That's positive news. Yeah, that that is good news. So here, okay, so let's... Let's play this game then, fine. Uh, NBA, are they back before June? Before June. Not by June, before June. Oh, man, that's a great question. That's six, seven weeks away. Yeah. 
And with the, I guess, with the amount of positive tests that are, excuse me, with the amount of people getting over the coronavirus, if they've been tested positive or some that have been tested negative and staying quarantined, you, I mean, you are, you're looking about six, seven weeks away. So I'm thinking maybe mid-May we get back and we, we finish all 18 games of the regular season. They play a five-game series, and, and okay, I'll actually get that in just a bit. But I think there's a, I think there's honestly a legitimate chance that they get back to basketball by mid-May, and I think by then, mid, if they get back to basketball, MLB is going to kick over the can and say, "You know, we're good to go. Let's play." Yeah, I, I, I think, Aj, the only if certain conditions are met. Okay, if the NBA can can resume play in isolated locations where the only people that are allowed in the building are pre-screened. So no fans. No fans. Shell of an organization. It may be even, well, in fact, Brian Windhorst talked a little bit about this uh, earlier today about uh, some centralized locations for games to be played to continue uh, the NBA season. The reality is, is that not only when it comes back to is there not going to be any fans, but there's a decent chance that they're going to have to look at centralizing teams. It is what the Chinese are doing with their league, and they're st- they're facing a four-month delay to get it done. Over the weekend, the Premier League, there were reports out of England that the Premier League, you know, the leading league in the world for soccer, is thinking about doing the exact same things in the Midlands in England, basically out in the rural areas. And I think this is what the NBA is going to have to seriously look at is, is centralized locations. Okay, so where are we talking about then? I think it has to be in some, uh, probably a smar- smaller, maybe even rural area that's not affected. You can't do it in New York. can't do it in L.A. can't do it in Las Vegas, though. You can't though. do it in Las Vegas. You can't do it in New Orleans. You do it in... Like, Montana? You go to your smaller market. Even I don't even know if you go to your smaller market NBA cities. No, I think you like, if you go to... Alabama, Arkansas, Montana. Montana would be a great one. Honestly, Wyoming. that's crazy. Yeah, honestly, that's what I was going to say. Idaho and Wyoming would be two great states to go to. You'd have to have somewhere that has infrastructure and facilities that can handle that many teams, that many hotel rooms, that much staff. But maybe you do it in a general area. Like, we're going to do it in these three states. Yeah. And we're going to use several different facilities, but it's still pretty much an isolated area. You know... New Mexico wouldn't be a bad place. And I know we're kind of mentioning a lot of Mount West Conference areas, but like New Mexico wouldn't be a bad place either. I mean, it's there's not all. I mean, there's some sagebrush out there, some weeds blowing around. Might be a couple of, I don't know, deer. <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty Jackalope. Lo- yeah, there you go. Jackalope. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. If they could get that, if we could. Get to seeing, I don't know, under control is the wrong word to use, but I mean, just somehow have the ability to know and trust that these players are going to be okay if they play a 48-minute basketball game on a court then and do 18 games that before you get to the playoffs without anybody getting sick. The, the, the scary thing about it is, Eric, is if you do go back to playing basketball, someone does get sick and does get tested positive, we're right back to square one, aren't oh, we? yeah. Especially if they're playing in an isolated area, aren't I mean? So Absolutely. then, I mean, then we go back to shutting it down, yep. and then you probably shut down the season. Well, that's a fear right now in in China. Things have the the rate of positive cases has dropped precipitously. It's like dropped off a cliff. Wait, what did you say? Precipitously. Did you go full AJ there? That that's a real word. I didn't make that. Oh, one up. Bull, I'm freaking googling that. <laughs> Continue. Good luck trying to spell it. <laughs> I'm not gonna try. 
But the concern with what's going on in China is that they may be coming back and there could be a second wave if this <laughs> thing's not totally taken care of. But in China, they are looking at bringing back their basketball league. And again, some more comments from Ryan Windhorst uh, about some of the, the similarities and differences with what is going on in China and what the NBA might look at adopting. China, it's two different cities, 10 teams in each city, but it's comparable because China's a huge country. They have 20 teams. In England, they're talking about it. But yes, and, and by the way, to get this done, to have temperature checks on the players every single day, to put them basically in a hotel. Where there's, by the, and the, the important thing here, Greeny, there's no players association in China. That would have to be negotiated with the NBA. The Chinese can just implement it and say, you want to be in the league? Report to this location and we're going to put you in a hotel. Um, it would be more complicated for the NBA. Yeah, because not only is the venue have to be secure, but where they're staying. But you know, like eighteen games for the Utah Jazz, nineteen twenty games for other teams. That that's going to take several weeks to play out. Yeah. So you'll need a location that can handle that many players over that amount of time that can continue to be secure. And, and maybe it is just a few locations that are geographically close to each other. Maybe it's their, their bus rides. You don't get your charter plane. Maybe, well, the NBA can do their own thing, I guess, with chartered planes, but you don't let anybody else use them. But uh, make them geographically close and um, just a sh- few venues, and you have a couple multiple teams aside to one venue, and you, maybe you're playing multiple games a day. You have double headers in these venues just to get the games done. I don't know, but I think America would love to see sports. No oh, yeah. questions. Oh yeah, dude. Asked. We're well, I mean, look, even the people who are sick of like sick, I mean, uh, you know, the spouses who are sick of watching basketball every day or whatever it was are begging to be able to have basketball back on because now you're you're stuck watching old reruns, which by the way, the old vintage games have been fun. Some of the, you know, old stuff that they played uh, Mount West Conference is going to be doing on AT&T Sports. They're going to run out a bunch of old Mount West Conference games. Well, semi-old. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that you can still run out there and, and, and play. And But we need live sports so bad. This is just kicking our butts. Like, we were doing great for, like, the first two weeks. And I was I was okay. Not good, but okay. Now it's just insufferable, man. It's just nothing. I'm so sick of watching ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> I, I, hey, so with that, um, I don't know what else you do. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you play out the 18 games. Now, the first round of the NBA playoffs and the second round back in 1990s, right, mid 90s, we played was a best of five, best of five, seven and seven. Yeah, the first round was best of five. five. The second round was five, wasn't it? Yeah, then your then the Western last... Conference or your conference finals and, and your NBA, NBA finals, finals were seven. best of seven. Do you go back to that format? I think you... you have to for the sake of time. Sake uh, of time, but we're playing eighteen regular season games though. Uh, uh, yeah, but you're otherwise you're playing this the, the length of the season and then how that affects the following season, how that affects free agency, how that affects the draft. That's true. That's true. How that affects summer workouts. Yeah, that's true. It just the longer you stretch it out, I just think it's it, it cascades the the additional problems. But I mean as Brian Windhorst said, the players association has to sign off on all that. You think they will? I mean, Chris Paul's a smart dude. He's not stupid. And he's going to protect his guys. Yeah, as long as the <laughs> players feel like their their safety is taken care of. 
and there's not just a rash of back-to-back games. Just yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's another thing. You got to really be careful and make sure that the whole four games in five nights, two back-to-backs or three back-to-backs within a week and a half doesn't pop up on you. Like you have to make sure that I mean, if you're Chris Paul, you're the president of the Players Association. Make sure they do it right. That's that's the biggest thing for me. Uh, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think five five seven seven will be be the best playoff format right now. Because right, you you're right. You got free agency. You've got the draft. You've got. I don't even know if they'll do workouts. Like at this point, do you do a combine? I don't even know if you can. Yeah. I really don't know you if you bring can guys get... in to work them out before you consider drafting them. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, God. See, that's what I think you do. I think you do workouts where you invite players to come play at your facility and watch them work out, go through some drills, and yada yada yada. I don't think you can do a combine though. I mean, uh, well, I don't know how to. When you're doing workouts, you got guys playing against each other. Yeah. Well, and the and then the other problem you want to see how does this guy match up against this other guy in his skill set. Yeah. He may not be the guy we're going to draft, but I want to see how he defends this style of player. Or whatever. Well, and then the other problem, Eric, with it all is, again, if someone, if they rush this back, right? If they're like, oh yeah, we're good to go, let's play now, and someone is sick and they don't know it, we are like, forget it. Basketball's done for the year. Because then you're right back to square one. You alert the whole entire world. Put them on notice. And and by then, by the way, if you do that, football ends up taking a backseat too. They aren't going to start on time. There's no way. If basketball has another positive player, there's no way football would start on time. Well, there's some news that may affect that. This is coming from the Pac-12. We'll discuss that coming up next. They made an announcement today. That could affect and uh, certainly has strong implications for a fall football season and other things that are going on this this summer. Uh, we'll get into a pretty outstanding player in the Mountain West is going to be on the move. And what are other players in the transfer portal that may be looking at Utah State? And by the way, the player that's on the move, nobody was surprised for some reason within the area. That's what mind-boggled me. Nobody down in that... And that area in was that surprised. Area? They all knew it was coming. Interesting. That's such a messed up area as it is. <laughs> all right. So anyway, that's what's on the docket today. Reminder, we're just one hour today and uh, one hour for, well, foreseeable future until sports start to resume again. Uh, certainly with the NBA. If it does resume, then we'll uh, expand back to two hours again. But uh, this is Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric Franson, Ajay Salveson. I'm so bored. There's only so many episodes of your favorite show you can watch. Oh, right? dude, yeah, and I've already blown through them. Like, if I can't sleep at night, I'm just sitting there watching those same like, those episodes and getting through them, and then I'm I'm done, and, oh, man. Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> but, but, by the way, there's some new seasons of my new favorite Netflix shows that are coming up, so, you know, this, this, uh, this week will be hopefully, hopefully all right for me. <laughs> Better than the last week. Glimmer of hope out there for you. Hey, Vance Jackson of New Mexico, who had an absolute stellar of a, I mean, really a great season and a pretty good tournament, even though he's in there for, for uh, one round. 
uh, is as a graduate transferring from New Mexico. Now, it was interesting because every, you know, Geoff Grammer, who we've had on our show before, uh, I'm going to, I've re- reached out to him to see if we get him on later on this week, but uh, he's a New Mexico Lobo beat writer. He, I, I chat with him for just a little bit and then uh, looking at some uh, others' opinions, and it sounds like they were not surprised at all that this was coming. Well, it's not just Vance. It's also J.J. Caldwell. Uh, he's also leaving, but um, the the J.J. Uh, Caldwell had a suspension yeah. for a battery charge, which was eventually dropped. Um, but uh, you know, Vance Jackson, uh, he's saying on, on Twitter, it was definitely one of the hardest decisions of my life, but after praying to the man above and thinking it through with my family, I feel this decision is best for my future as a player. Uh Jackson, nice player. I mean, six nine. Yeah, dude, good player, good hands, good. He has, uh, he has a good shot. I really like Vance Jackson, and the best thing about Vance, man, him and Malachi Flynn were two of my favorite non-Utah State Aggies. Do you want to know why? Because they just shut up and play. <laughs> they just play basketball, Eric, and they're damn good ball players too, man. Jackson was averaging eleven points, a little over five rebounds, a little over an assist a game. So, um, doing a lot of different things, but. As we've documented multiple times, there have been multiple issues with that New Mexico yeah. roster. Guys getting in trouble, guys doing things they shouldn't be doing outside of, of, of games, um, and uh, it's just not very well received. Coach Weir on the hot seat. I think he'll be back, but I think it'll be yeah, very hot for him gonna be a, if he doesn't get something cleaned you up. You can call it like probation, right? I mean, look, we're going to let you get away. I mean, we understand – you're in a different situation. Same crap keeps happening. We're going to look for me to look for a new coach. And by the way, if they do look for a new coach, that is going to be a very, very hot coaching job that people are going to like. Or at least come and have interest in. Oh, yes. They are, I mean, the facilities are great. The basketball talent that comes there is good. Um, yeah, don't be surprised. If Paul Weir does end up going, and by the way, I like Paul Weir a lot. He's actually a pretty cool cat. Um but, uh, yeah, you can't have this continually happen and then expect to be back next season. So, uh, but, yeah, it, it, I mean, I'm surprised. I was, excuse me, I was surprised. And, uh, but, again, a lot of people in New Mexico were not. Um, they said lack of leadership is one thing I heard. Um, they said a little bit too much me, selfish attitude was a problem as well. That might be the case, but... Look, when 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 two of your really good players get suspended, someone's got to be able to take that uh, carry the load for you. And I thought I feel like Vance Jackson was that guy. Yeah. So there's that news coming out of New Mexico that um, they they're needing a an overhaul as it is anyway. But there were some high hopes. They were getting some transfers from some notable places, but it just it just did not work out. And we heard some things about the coaching. Now, it was uh, they were having a hard time with football. Uh, coaching, getting coaches to stay at Albuquerque because of things outside of mm-hmm. unrelated to athletics, just the, the safety and what's going on in that town. Um, not not great. So not a lot of great things in Albuquerque um, right now. Um, but Jeff Goodman on uh, Watch uh, Stadium says, uh, put together some of the, uh, the top players that are in the uh, transfer portal uh, have declared that they're leaving. And um, he's got a, a couple of them in there. Um, seem pretty interesting. And one of them 
is uh, is looking at Utah State as a potential destination. Um, it's uh, now all of a sudden my screen won't load. That's a great teaser right there. But uh, his last name is El Amin. He was at Ball State. Oh, you remember that? He's yeah. a six-one guard. Um, and uh, anyway, Utah State is listed as one of his potential uh, landing places. And he was in the he's in the top twenty-five of of Goodman's list. I think he was uh, number ten overall, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Utah good. State needs a point guard. They need a six-four shooting guard. Something if you could like clone Sam Merrill and like <laughs> bring something pretty similar. It doesn't have to look like Sam. But someone who can play like Sam, that would be ideal. So if anyone's got any ideas without breaking in any NCAA rules, that would be wonderful. At least that's what an assistant coach told me from Utah State. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, good look, luck with that. We need a six four six five guy who can shoot well, and those are not easy to come by, especially at this at the rate that kids transfer in and out. And you know, some kids will. Um, I mean, obviously, the higher the school, the the better the product, but. You got to remember that these "quote unquote" smaller schools like Utah State, you're going to get a chance to play. At Duke, you have no idea. North Carolina, you have no idea. You might have limited minutes, so you might as well take advantage of it. I'd like to see some of these guys end up at smaller schools, see what they could do here. Um, Elo means one of those guys. Definitely. In fact, there's a couple guys. The UVU kid, Isaiah White. Pretty decent, too. I, I'm sure he'll find somewhere to lay on his feet at a D1 program. But, yeah, there's a, there, there's a bunch of transfers in there that I, I'm kind of looking at. But, again, it depends on what, what what's going on. Uh, you obviously need to find – I don't – I mean, who's your point guard next year? Well, that's what I think. I think that's got to be priority number one. Because you lose Abel, you lose Sam. Well, what, what – does uh, Anthony? What position would he play? He's the off. He's an off. Guard. Yeah, he's an off guard. But so, you, I mean, if he could play shooting guard, that'd be great. Because remember, Brock Miller's back. Yeah. Uh, you've got Sean Berstow. You've got Liam McChesney. <laughs> so you, I mean, you've got four guys right now who could play for you. Uh, who else? I'm missing someone else from that list too. Liam, or I mean, maybe not. Liam, Sean, Marco, and Brock. And Brock will start. Whether you like it or not, fans, Brock's going to start. Oh, and by the way, you got to find someone to play for Diogo, too. Oh, Ugh. I forgot about that. Yes. And then the other question is, if if Namish Kata does come back, uh, how does that transcend your your uh, your front court? I mean, this, Kuba's only got one year left. And he showed lit, little bits of flashes. Here and there, but I would imagine that Dorius would get the nod over Cuba. Uh, you lose. Probably. Give me another. Uh, Nigel John's coming in, right? What's Nigel John? Is he a big man? Oh, dude, we're bad. We're, gonna, <laughs> uh, we're all going to get. Can't think of that off the top of my head. Freaking fired. Uh, let's see here. Yep, let's see. Yep, he's a big man. Oh, yeah, he's a big man. Uh, 6'10, 260. In fact, I need to be following him on Twitter. Follow me back, Nigel, if you can. I'm a good dude. Uh, yeah, so Nigel John uh, at 6'10 will help. In fact, Nigel John, if I dare say, Nigel John might even get the nod over Cuba, too. That makes a nice, deep 
Bench. Yeah, yeah right. Big again, bench. again, you got you got Namish, Doris, and Nigel. Uh you keep Bean, right? You don't lose him. He comes back for another year. Who else are we missing here? I feel like we're missing are we really losing that many guys? Brito, Merrill, Abel, Roche, Clay. That's it. That's it, right? Okay. Well, is Clay's not a senior. Uh, back injuries would probably derail anything of hope. If you want to read between the line. Uh, by the way, uh, Jeff Goodman says that uh, Hawaii grad transfer Drew Bugs. Rogers 9.4 points per game, 5.4 assists, and 4.5 rebounds. Says that he has heard from Gonzaga, San Diego State, Arkansas, Xavier, Fresno State, Utah State, UTEP, Montana, Colorado State, Temple, and Northwestern so far. Wow. it's quite the list. Oh, good for him. Yeah, but uh, the bottom line is... Um, I'm serious, man. Like, I think Utah State needs a, a point guard. That's got to be high on the list. Yeah. Well, okay, but here's the problem, though. So, either – so, if Marco – because you can only have so many shooting guards. No, A.J. Walker's transferring from Air Force. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, it was after the Coast Guard canned. He was like, I'm done. Uh-huh. Um, oh, dude. You know who else we forgot? Carson Bischoff. Oh yeah. Okay, so here's so here's your thing. You don't need a point guard, Herrick. Brock Miller's your shooting guard. You've got I I would imagine what's his bucket? Uh Sean Anthony. Barristow will be a sh- shooting guard. So Marco, Liam, and Carson could play your one. Or you could just flip him to a two. Carson can play the one. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. As I said, so Carson, Marco, and Liam could oh, play your one. I got you. And then you've got Nigel, if Keta does come back, Dorius and Kuba. Oh, by the way, Justin Bean and, and Alfonso. That's true. Maybe Alfonso plays more of those minutes that uh, Brito played. And he and that's just what I was just yeah plays just, that role. He starts. I can see that. Because he's a, he, he can play multiple positions, he can defend multiple positions. And uh, another year under his belt at this level and this uh, this coaching staff. Yeah, I, I would like that. I'd be okay with that. I think Fonz can do that. I'm gonna, Absolutely. Dude, I'm going to really, really miss Sam Merrill. <laughs> like, I mean, aren't you, though? I think I, he's made it to the Final Four. Yeah, that he KSL did. That DSL poll. Boy, that, okay, that, so that ticked off a lot of people. But let me tell you a little fetch or something. You guys took Damian Lillard. Well, excuse me. I took Damian Lillard over Wayne Estes. Yeah, shame on you. Oh, I was a good pick. So no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. So, <laughs> so anyways, uh, is with that. Um, you're all complaining about it. So, Sam beating Andre Miller. Just calm your freaking selves down. Just calm down. But I just love how like the whole entire area of Provo and Salt Lake is up in arms right now. Just livid. I need a vote. I'm going to take... Ooh, do I take Ainge or Carol? This is going to be a tough one, Eric. No, it's not tough. Ainge? It's Carol. Ainge played for BYU and won a national championship. He did. 
He did not win a national championship. Okay, didn't they? No. Yeah, he did. No, he did not. Are you sure? He beat Notre Dame yeah. on a last-second drive, but it wasn't for a championship. Okay, fine. You want to really dumb it down? Danny Ainge won an NCAA tournament game. You happy? There is that. Uh, Let's see. BYU played a tougher schedule with Danny Ainge. And by the Did way, they? oh yeah, Are you sure? Yeah. Are you just pulling that out of thin air? No, dude. I mean, look what New Mexico State, Louisiana Tech. That, oh man, those are tough ones for J.C. Carroll. Oh man, uh, give me another one. Uh, those some of those teams were top twenty-five teams. Nevada, Louisiana Tech was San a really good team. Then State. Oh my gosh! Look, Danny Ainge. Okay, in the WAC conference. Among top 20 in career point leaders, most field goal attempted, most career field goals made in the WAC. This is all in the WAC, by the way. Most career personal fouls, most career WAC points scored, most career WAC field goals attempted and made, most season WAC field goals made. Uh, yeah. He's pretty dang good. Ainge or Carroll? Oh, wait. Ainge is going against Merrill. Well, screw that. I'm taking Merrill. For Det versus Lillard. Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette. I love Lillard, but what Jimmer did. Oh, dude, this isn't even close either. Yikes. Uh, well, it was a good run for Sam Merrill. But he is currently down by 170-something votes. And Jimmer Fredette's up. No, excuse me, not 170. 270. Uh, and Jimmer Fredette right now is currently up 205 votes over Lillard. So, it's a BYU matchup. Ainge and Fredette. Oh, man. Ainge is going to make... I told you, dude. Did I call it? I called it. When this thing first started, I said it's going to be Ainge and Fredette in the championship. Yeah, uh, it was... Uh... Sam Merrill upset Andre Miller, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, people were pissed about that one. Yeah, that did not go over well with the, with the, with Salt Lake and Provo. That did not go over well. But I loved it, man. I loved it. Give give Sam his glory, man. Uh. Hey, how about this, Eric? According to Nicole Arbach of the Athletic. She has reported that the NCAA Division I Council has approved blanket waiver for all spring sport athletes to get an extra year of eligibility. Schools will be able to offer less or zero aid or match what they provided this year up to each school for each athlete for spring sports. I don't know who comes back, though, man. Like, you really, I mean, what are you going to do in school? Like, if you've already graduated with your master's degree or whatever it is, and you already have a job lined up, do you go back to school and take PE and ceramics and home ec just to, just to hang out in school? By the way, and, and, hey, what's the last part mean here, Eric? Schools will be able to offer less aid or zero aid. Oh, never mind. That makes sense. Or match what they provided this year. So they could still have their school paid for. Yeah. Yeah, if you needed another year to sort things out in life and still play sports and have school paid for, maybe it's something worth looking at. Okay, so 
it finally came up. Sorry, it took so long. <laughs> Number of schools, Utah State is on some of the top players, uh, radar, who are in the transfer portal. One uh, who Jeff Goodman rates as the number seven available player, Jalen Tate, 6'6", 195-pound guard. would be a graduate from Northern Kentucky. Uh, 13, about 14 points a game, five and a half rebounds, three and a half assists. Says uh, he's a game changer. Size as a guard. He's a tough matchup. Very good at getting to the rim. And in the post, defensively, he can disrupt your offense with his length and size. Very good rebounder, but not a great three-point shooter. Schools that are interested, Arkansas, Cincinnati, Xavier, Wichita State, Tulane, Utah State, Penn State, and Duquesne. Uh, another one was the number 17 available uh, top available players, Drew Bugs, the grad transfer from Hawaii. Um, about uh, nine and a half points a game, five and a half assists, four and a half rebounds. Consummate competitor and leader, really understands his abilities, plays to them. Greatest strength is his ability to be a floor general and get his teammates up. Plays with great pace and rhythm, great court vision, ability to pass. Weakness is his shooting ability. Got schools like San Diego State, Gonzaga, Arkansas, Xavier, Iowa State, Utah State, Fresno State, UTEP, Colorado State, and Northwestern. Taking a look at him. And then uh, Ryan Bentley, the number two, 22 um, best, uh, I guess, available player in the, in the portal. Uh, about 11.5 points per game, almost six rebounds per game, 6'5", 200 shooting guard. Good size, has gotten stronger, shoots at high level, but not elite. Has some craftiness to his finishing and good cutter. Good positional de- defense, but not great otherwise. Uh, good rebounder. Schools looking at him are Arizona, Stanford, Vanderbilt, Oregon State, VCU, Toledo, Colorado State, Louisville, USC, Utah State, and Hofstra. Wow. So this has been updated since the last time I looked at it. So El Amin is not even in the top 25 anymore. (laughs) Hey, did I talk to you off air about their schedule? Yes. Saucy, huh? Hope it, hope it comes together. Uh, hey, coming up next year in the Full Court Press, Pac-12 making an announcement today regarding when things can resume with the, their conference, schools in their conference, and uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's another pushback. How does this affect the potential for college football? We'll update that coming up next year in the Full Court Press after a look at what's going on in the NFL. I'm Kevin Kugler with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. New Texans wide receiver Randall Cobb says his new quarterback reminds him of his old one. In his introductory conference call, Cobb indicated that Deshaun Watson's escapability and ability to keep his eyes on receivers downfield reminds him of Aaron Rodgers. New Orleans Saints general manager Mickey Loomis recently expressed his appreciation for Drew Brees' willingness to sign a team-friendly deal. Brees took less money than he could have so the Saints could make competitive playoff runs. To help Breeze's offense, the Saints have inked returning Pro Bowl tackle Andrus Pete and signed receiver Emmanuel Sanders. Former Packers wide receiver Geronimo Allison has found a new home, but is staying in the NFC North. Allison agreed to terms on a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions. And former Eagles quarterback Ronald Darby has agreed to a one-year deal with the Washington Redskins. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
approve of this song. I approve of this. I like I get fired up, man. Look, it, it's it's COVID-19. Dude, I, I'm ready to freaking like every time I hear this song though. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a story. An embarrassing story. This part just pumps me up. When I was young and I would like play like basketball my own hoop, I would get my little radio player with a cassette. You know what you know you remember what a tape cassette is? And I would play this song and run out of my room and jog into my basement. You know, all fired up. Play some one-on-none basketball. Dude, it, it just fired me up, man. I love that song. Good tune. It's God. too bad the guy that, that, that yeah, wrote it and performed it. Freaking moron. Scumbag. And there's immense pressure from people not to play that song anymore. Yeah. But you have to. Like, it, the song's still great. It, it's classic. Shun him. Don't shun the Don't song. Don't blame the drums, the guitar, and the great beat for the idiot who made the dumb mistakes. Uh, Pac-12 today yeah. announced that they are furthering their suspension of organized team activities. Uh, it's going to extend through the end of May. Uh, they said there will be some limited exceptions based on the well-being of the student-athletes. So, Because uh, there are certainly some areas, schools in the Pac-12, that are more affected than others. But uh, they said they're going to have some periodic re-evaluations. Should anything change? Um, but uh, there's... There, there are to be no organized in-person team activities of any type, no in-person voluntary workouts, no in-person film study sessions, meetings, technique drills, or practices of any type. Uh, virtual or online supervised voluntary workouts and skill instruction are not permitted, regardless of location. I don't get that. Why? Why not? Virtual group activities, including film study, are permitted to two hours per week for football, four hours per week for all other sports. Um, it says they're appealing to the NCAA to increase the two-hour football limit in the near future. Coaches can uh, recommend written, self-directed workout plans and tape demonstration videos uh, and workout plans that are allowed in order to demonstrate proper form and technique. In-person, on-campus nutrition may be provided in circumstances where student-athletes are unable to leave campus. And off-campus nutrition is limited. Um, so there's there's some changes here with the Pac-12, um, saying that it is permissible to provide non-athletically related support to student-athletes, like sports medicine treatments, physical therapy, rehab, academic, uh, mental health support. And it is permissible for institutions to provide off-campus student-athletes with apparel and personal equipment that's regularly available to student-athletes while they are on campus for conditioning workouts. So bottom line here, the Pac-12 is pushing this, uh, their no contact through the end of May. And Ajay, if it goes much further than that, then the college football season as we know it is in jeopardy, uh, at least of being pushed back or games being lost. Yeah. Do yeah. college football games get played without fans? If you're doing it in the NBA, Major League Baseball, would you do it on college campuses? Yeah. Yeah, why not? If that's what it takes to start the season on time, I would. Now, granted, it's going to take away the home field advantage part of it. I mean, now you're playing like a like just like an instantly turn basketball, right? You're taking away the crowd, the the pageantry, the tradition of it. I understand, but it also takes away home field advantage and so you're playing a pretty much an open football scrimmage and 
that case, it gets really dangerous because then the team, you know, if it's Utah State at uh, Washington, dude, it's it's just free care football, man. Nothing to lose. There's no pressure. Not playing in front of thousands of fans. And that way, I, there could be some upsets. Yeah, it's true. Playing in a in a way arena doesn't have that same effect. Like loud crowd, hecklers. It's it's not the same. Hey, by the way, just just in, um, AT and T Sportsnet. They've been replaying some old jazz games. Yep. They're gonna start replaying some old Aggie games. Yeah, I already talked about that. Um, but did you just go through which games and on what dates? Oh, I didn't have time. No. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, so 14 times during this next month, there'll be nine men's basketball games, five football games that'll be rebroadcast. Uh, men's basketball versus BYU from back in 2017. Uh, football versus Colorado State from 2017. Uh, football at uh, UNLV from 17. So anyway, it's uh, for uh, a good chunk of, of April, there's going to be a lot of different games, Aggie games, that are going to be played on AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, 935 or 931.5 texted in, by the way, what about traveling? That would affect the away team. Yep, sure would. Still have to travel. But uh, my point danger. is that you don't have that uh, the, the crowd, that uh, the things that they do in that arena getting after you. So yes, there is travel. Absolutely, that affects the away team. But outside of what happens in the venue itself, um, yeah, it's it's, a, it's like almost like playing a neutral site. So I think you'd have uh, some probably some more road w- uh, victories potential for road victories. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I wonder. I don't know. That's it's dicey, and it and 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 the and the thing about it is, is that we're all unsure. Like, I don't even know if we're gonna start football on time at this point. I really don't know if we do because it's 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 fifty fifty. Well, if this whole thing isn't even peaked yet, if it's if we're still a couple of weeks away from the peak of this thing, then it's going to take time for it to to die down as well. So yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, some additional, some last thoughts before we close it off for our uh, first and only hour. Now here on the Full Court Press, uh, coming up next. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric Franson, and Ajay Salveson, this too is a great Dude, song. music Holy on point cow. today. I mean, it is about time we didn't have the crappy intros. This is a good we had one. A, well, we had a crappy one earlier in the hour. Yeah, we did. For some reason, I thought I've killed multiple times, and it keeps reemerging. <laughs> I just keep resurrecting. It's like, how <laughs> can I? How do you keep surviving? I oh, keep trying man. to kill you. This is a good one. Is this Welcome to the Jungle? It is. It is. Oh, good tune, man. Good call. Hey, uh, Eric, as we uh, wrap up our uh, one-hour show today, our first one-hour show of this brief hiatus, if you want to call it that, uh, 
question for you. You we were just talking off air about all the transfers coming out of the Mountain West Conference. You surprised? It, it happens every year, and it's happening more and more. Yeah. Uh, three transfers from Air Force. Uh, three from Boise State. One only one from Colorado State. Four from Fresno. Uh, one from Nevada. A um, couple from New Mexico, now that we know of. Uh, three from UNLV. Only one from USU. That's Abel Porter. Three from Wyoming. No no transfers from San Jose. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> you actually... You know, you know what? what? That San Jose State team, Eric... You're already it. there. <laughs> Can it get any better? Is anybody hey, really going to take That San Jose you? State team, if they've got some of that young talent, they could be... Oh, they could be better. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be a contender, but they're going to—they'll compete, though. They're going to give you a run for their money here in the next few couple of years. No, I—I I don't think you're too off there. I think that if they stick around, if they get the, if the coaching continues like it's been going, um, and they give him a chance, there could be some interesting things coming out of San Jose. I don't know if it's sustainable. No, me neither. But um, not to be overlooked because they no. were competitive in a couple of games that really Dude, they were took surprising. San Diego State to the buzzer. They gave uh, Utah State grief as well. Yeah, they did. Um, so anyway, we'll keep an eye on this as the, the transfer portal grows, and if anybody is starting to pay closer attention to maybe coming to Utah State, see what their needs might be. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, just one hour, here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. What, what? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Now that free agency is winding down, I'm going to issue the same warning I do every year. Don't read too much into everything that's happened in the NFL the last two weeks. Winning the offseason and winning games in the fall, two completely different things. The big splash deal now could be a salary cap nightmare in two years. Oftentimes we find out that there was a reason why teams let these players go free in free agency in the first place. If they were that good, organizations wouldn't let them out of the building. Now, that doesn't mean that some of these moves won't be significant. Teams can turn things around in the NFL. The Niners, after all, were 4-12 in 2018 and almost won the Super Bowl this year. Maybe someone will come out of nowhere again, but I'm not sure it will be because of free agency. The big splash moves make a lot of noise in March, but the story, the real story, changes once they actually put on pads and start playing again in the fall. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.